Hi, and welcome to the Soberistas podcast. We are joined in this episode by Veronica Valley from the States. And this is the first Soberistas podcast that we've done that isn't um, a conversation between myself and uh, members of Soberistas. Although I know you, Veronica, have you have kind of written for Soberistas before, haven't you? And we've kind of known each other for a long time. But it's really nice to have you on the podcast talking about your um, sober journey and your new book, Soberful. So welcome to the Soberistas podcast. Thank you, Lucy. It's nice to be here. Yeah, it's been a while, I, hasn't it? I mean, I remember when Sir Baristas first came around and I've done a few things and I've had you on my podcast and yeah, tried to do it, something in New York and then COVID happened. And yeah, <laughs> and I noticed on your, I was, because I follow you on Instagram, that it was your 21st soberversary last, this year, last year, 2020. 21 yeah, it's may yeah. may yeah may i'll be coming up to 22 oh, years this year okay so 22 yeah. years this year wow so you've been yeah. sober for a really long time and made huge strides in the sober sphere um including this new book that you've written soberful so we wanted to um ask you to come onto the sober Sisters podcast today so that you could tell us a little bit about the book and what led you to writing it and um and perhaps we'll just have a chat about your own sober journey yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, I, should I just tell you, just get started? Yeah, okay. Please, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I got sober when I was 27, which was uh, pretty young. But, you know, it's really interesting to, uh, talking to a Brit. And I, I, whenever I have British clients, it's always like, I don't need, you don't need to tell me your drinking story because I know your drinking story because I know how we drink and how you drink is how I drank. I, we, we were raised in a culture that never ever presented not drinking as an option, right? It presented, you're gonna get a job, you're um, gonna get a driving license and you will be drinking to have fun. And I couldn't wait to get in that. I mean, I've heard your story. It's exactly the same, just binge drinking and, and not really being aware of how massive the consequences were for me. I just, I just thought I've got to just try and manage this. If I can just manage it. Um, and I had a lot of mental health problems, panic attacks, anxiety, and that's really what kind of brought me to my knees. Um, I, I was suicidal and I just couldn't, I, I just didn't know, I didn't know how to live. And I never even thought alcohol was the problem. I knew I shouldn't do drugs, but I didn't, I just thought you drink, adults drink, that's what you do. And there's something wrong with me if I can't manage that. And um, then it was shown to me that my mental health problems were directly linked to my alcohol abuse and I eventually got sober. And when I stopped drinking, I was fully signed up to the belief that alcohol is the best way to have fun, belonging, connection, relax, all of those things. And I 100% knew I was now giving up all those things forever. And I wasn't happy about that but I was accepting of it because I wanted peace. I just wanted peace in my mind. And I was prepared to accept this very gray, boring existence that I believe to be true. And I think like you and many of your members, we have all discovered that none of those belief systems were true. And it's just the opposite. And I always tell people, you know, if this wasn't fun, I'd have been drunk 21 years ago, you know? and, and because I got sober in my 20s, I've done all the things, you know, I've, I was going to nightclubs at 28, I was going to festivals and camping and traveling and vacations and all the things. And I did them all sober. 
and they're all better. And, and that's kind of, I know your message and it's my message as well, is that we don't stop drinking because it's just so awful and bad. I mean, that's definitely the motivator. We, we choose to be sober because it just, it brings us all the things that alcohol promised. It's way more fun. The connections, the just everything is just way better. So why would I spoil that with a yeah. drink? And you're not dragging yourself down with all that horrible guilt and anxiety <sighs> and depression as well, which is just massive. But what you, it's interesting you were saying there that you, um, you know, you it was sort of brought to your attention about alcohol being perhaps a causal factor in your anxiety and, and mental health issues. That just, when you were talking then, it just made me realise how much the landscape has changed in the last 10 years, even since I stopped drinking. It's, it never occurred to me that my mental health issues, anxiety, panic attacks, etc., mm. were because of my drinking. It was kind of, that's, drinking really was helping me deal with that. Also, mm. I thought it's only mm. once I stopped drinking that I kind of put two and two together, but it has become a lot more recognized hasn't it recently it's far more sort of commonly recognized I think today that alcohol is a huge causal factor in anxiety and panic attacks and depression yeah I mean I think there's no uh, accident that our prescribing rates of antidepressants in the UK is extremely high and our drinking rates are really high and it's just science Lucy you know it's it's a central nervous system depressant so it you're right it works in the first hour and and you know what it's not even the first hour it's the thought of it that works right it's the thought that I, I can have a drink i'm going to have a drink that brings the feeling of relief the drink brings the feeling of relief and then who knows where we go from there but the next day it's definitely it, it just compounds the issue but yeah i i think we are getting better i hope so and my really my mission is and has always been that um there is a cost to drinking and nobody talks about the cost every it's all presented i think with similar ages like that sort of you know sex in the city like we're all glamorous drinking cocktails and and but nobody this cost is not shown and nobody talks about it and the cost was so high that um so many people battle for years trying to just keep paying the cost and, and getting very little benefit, but it's the belief system. It's the belief system that I'm sure you had it. I had it when I was young, like people just were aghast at me at 27, like, but how, and again and again, but how do you have fun? How, like, how do you, how do you have fun? Like people just cannot compute it in their minds. And I love that we have this movement that's growing, that we're showing people yeah and also like again what you said earlier resonated hugely about I've just got to keep trying and I'll be able to manage it it's something wrong with me I'm not doing it right if I just keep putting these different rules in place if I just keep trying a little bit harder I'll manage it I'll work it out I'll find the secret and there isn't a secret it's just really toxic so your book Soberful then is has just come out in the UK and the States so tell us a little bit about that so I wanted to write something that's, uh, so I have a, my background is I was a clinical psychotherapist in the UK, I've worked in different rehabs and private practice, all that kind of stuff. I now work as a sober coach online. And I wanted to, I saw a lot of people stop drinking and um, feel better, because you will, but also flail a bit in not understanding why everything was not miraculous, miraculously you know, why they didn't feel as great as what they'd been led to believe they were going to feel. And as a therapist, 
alcohol's off is is the the symptom it's not the problem you know a, a lot of our the, the roots to our drinking is because of how we feel it's these feelings of not being good enough fear is a big part of um our drinking and being able to deal with other people we default to alcohol a lot in our culture i did i defaulted to alcohol to deal with lots of different things in my life and lots of different feelings so i never developed the skills that I needed to navigate this world and be be able to, you know, deal with disappointment and fear and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to give people the how. So the first part of the book really kind of explores whether we have a problem or not, because that the people will do that dance for a long time. Um, and the second part of the book is just a therapeutic program. It's it's a personal development program. That's really all it is. It's it's the tools that I have used and that I have worked with clients over two decades to use. And it's really, we, I just wasn't raised in a family that modeled how to deal with life and deal with feelings. So I just never got that education and it's never too late to learn that stuff. You know, for example, just to have boundaries, having boundaries, how to, safely and effectively have boundaries in this world with other people boundaries just keep the good in and the bad out i just was a people pleaser i thought i just wanted you to like me but i didn't realize that that you know me trying to get you to like me compromised my integrity and then i'd feel shame and then i'd feel bad and then i'd get say yes to things i didn't want to do and i'd try and get out of them and all of that discomfort would lead to me drinking because eventually you're just like mm, you're in such a tizzy inside you're like hell with it i'm gonna you know i'll have a drink so when we stop drinking we have to learn how to do these things how to have boundaries so that we we feel balanced so we're not getting ourselves into situations that make us feel very uncomfortable and then our brains don't look for something to to numb that discomfort yeah well that sounds that sounds fab it's it's definitely kind of the emotional intelligence isn't it that you i mean i think i discovered that completely by accident when i stopped drinking i had no idea that that was Mm. necessary or it's Mm -hmm. I was going to embark on it It just kind of sort of gets thrust upon you I think when you stop drinking and realize you you can't hide anymore can you you have to kind of Mm -hmm. learn these things um have you seen do you think in the last two decades then a change in in society's sort of perception of sobriety and alcohol yeah massively so when I got sober which was 2000 I mean, I got sober in AA because there wasn't anything else. The internet wasn't even a thing. So that's all there was. And I couldn't afford to go to rehab. Um, I think there's a direct correlation with Instagram in the the last about five to seven years, more and more more people are being public about their alcohol-free journey. So when I got sober, it was still this kind of mentality of like, you don't talk about it, which I always, after the first year or so, never really understood. I've always loved that I don't look like somebody who has an alcohol or drug problem that I've recovered from. And I like to kind of shock people with that because I don't fit the stereotype, neither do you. So I think there's been a massive shift where um, there's this been, you know, it it comes from AA, this whole concept of anonymity, which has actually been very um, detrimental to, I think, this whole movement um people have confused it with secrecy and and that's shameful so i there's been just a big change in people more and more and more people talking about being alcohol free for many different reasons 
uh, for, because they had a problem, it doesn't agree with them or because it's just doesn't really bring anything or it just doesn't agree with their lifestyle. Um, and, and I think more and more people are showing that actually we're not sitting here gray and boring and da, 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 that, uh, and that's, I've always felt that we can't tell people alcohol's bad for them. We have to show them that sobriety is just freaking awesome. Yeah, and it is it is Instagram. I think that's done it more than any other yeah. media platform. It's absolutely awash, isn't it? Now with mm. sober influencers, which again, you know, ten years ago, certainly twenty two years ago, nearly for you, like you say, the internet wasn't even a thing. When I stopped drinking, there was Jason Vale's book, Alan Carr's book, and AA. <laughs> that was about it. I mean, there really wasn't anything. So it's. I think amazing how now you can see like you said all of these different people very very normal all walks of life no shame talking about it and really kind of opening up that conversation which just gives people permission to say oh yeah I've struggled with that too and has normalized the struggle instead of it being the fault of certain individuals Mm. who just can't control themselves as they are yeah and and that that was the stories that were out there you know, 20 years ago, they were always like a celebrity catastrophic rock bottom story going to rehab. There was no, like the stories are very different now. People are like, they're not reaching catastrophic rock bottoms. It, it It's just, you know, they've still got the, the job and the house and the nice holidays or whatever. It's just this recognition that alcohol just doesn't agree with them and that there's a whole alcohol-free lifestyle out there. So that's been a massive shift i think i think there's still a long way to go because i still especially in the uk we are still culturally deeply entrenched with the belief system that alcohol is a benefit and it's the best way to have fun and but i I think you know i don't want to ban drinking i don't want to do that but i just want people to be very very clear that there's a cost and it's a hidden cost and i'm not talking about money i'm talking about dignity integrity impact on your relationships and that don't i actually have a t-shirt printed up saying um i'm having we're having more fun than you are what i push back at is this like oh man i'm so hung over but it was such a crazy night great i'm glad you had a crazy fun night it you, you, looks like you're paying quite a high price for that don't look at me and think i don't have wild and crazy nights now i don't anymore because i'm almost 50 but in my 20s and 30s i did like i've like i said done all the things i want to push back against the um that we like we are not having fun like we are have we are having more fun than you are newsflash and that is going to piss people off but i actually don't care (laughs) (laughs) and it's an important message to get out there do you think then instagram and and social media in uh, in the hot sort of at large has allowed people to just be more honest is that thing where we sort of bump into people in the street and say how are you and we all say we're fine oh i'm fine thanks how are you nobody's honest face to face in terms of how they're feeling Social media has allowed people to sort of there's there's a kind of safety barrier, I suppose, behind the keyboard, isn't there, that allows you to be a bit more honest and vulnerable, that people don't feel as if they can do that face to face. And that's meant more people have have spoken openly, I suppose, about alcohol issues. Yeah, no, I really think I, I think that I, I mean, I haven't read any research, but I believe that there's a relationship there and it is about the visibility and it is um people being more open and and again not just about alcohol about mental health struggles which are often very closely related it's a you know it's it's a different world i really i mean this is where people like me who've been working in this field this is where we wanted to get to where you know i think it went a long way for 
Prince Harry and Prince William talking about that they had therapy and that they struggled with things like can you I mean that's 50 years ago no member of the royal family would ever it was always we pretend everything's okay we're all okay like it and the thing is everybody struggles everyone everyone has their own struggles yeah um and what's lovely about social media is it's allowed that honesty to come out hasn't it, and it which is it's, a, it's an interesting kind of consequence I suppose of social media that I never I never kind of imagined would happen but it's it's a very it's a very mm. well so mm. your book Soberful is out now where can people buy it um, so probably Amazon is the um, easiest place. It's on uh, Audible and Kindle. Um, it should be available in bookstores as well um, if you check for your local bookstore too. Okay, cool. Well, thank you very much. Um, we will, uh, I'm sure, be in touch with you again. And good luck with your book. And it was great to have you on talking about Soberful, Veronica Valley's new book, and also your own journey with sobriety. Thank you. Thanks, Lucy. See ya. 